And, and we think about our exes all the time. We think about our exes all the time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. Q&A is where it's at. It is where it's at. It's the heart and soul of Dear Shandy. It's true. I, rather unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Because that first Q&A was really a, a whim decision. Yeah. And we sort of struggled through it, but it's found its home. Yeah. We did struggle through these, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel ready to get to some questions? I've never been more ready. All right. Let's do it. The questions have gotten so good, but they're also tough. They have to get tougher. Yeah, I feel like there aren't too many uh, softballs anymore. This is a nice starter, I think. Just ease into it. (laughs) This first question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, I consider myself a musician. I enjoy doing covers of songs I love, and I sometimes share videos of myself performing these songs online. Yay. Mm, Nice. Nice, Anonymous. The problem is a lot of the music I gravitate towards reminds me of a past relationship. Think Adele's Someone Like You, etc. It's particularly embarrassing as I'm happily married with kids. The relationship with my ex only lasted a year and was over 10 years ago. We are not in contact and there is zero chance of us ever meeting again. Even so, the connection we shared seems to have stuck with me when it comes to music. I definitely think about this person when I connect with a song and when I am performing. Is this inappropriate? Do I need to be transparent with my spouse about my inspiration? Will I someday be 70 years old still singing songs about a relationship I had when I was 19? Interested to hear your thoughts, Anonymous. Hmm. Interesting question. It is an interesting one. Do you want to go first? Well, I think she has to ask herself an honest question. Does it make her think longingly of her ex Mm -hmm. or does it just make her think of her ex? Yeah, I find that that is conspicuously missing from this email. Nonetheless, she said there's no chance she'll ever see him again. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's no chance that she thinks longingly of him or that there's damage in her current relationship Mm -hmm. for which she longs for this past relationship. Well, so she says that she only thinks about him when it's... When it's through a song. But she's an artist. Like, that's where her real passion is. So she thinks about him when she's involved in her passion, which to me sounds like she has a real, there's a longing for him. Okay, so this question is deceptively. Which, by the way, is, is okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it's meaningful enough to be something she needs to address with herself or with Dear Shandy. Well, she has already done that, so check that one. But does she need to address it with herself a little more? Or in the extreme case, address it with her spouse? I'm not sure that's necessary. We'll get to that. But mm-hmm. is it something that's, is it a meaningful longing or is it a thinking about? There's a difference. Yes. The vibe I get from the email is that it's a little lighter. But mm-hmm. you you can correct me if you... No, I, I, I agree. I mean, she is writing in to a podcast, but I'm sensing guilt there's just guilt around this Mm -hmm. because it's still something she thinks about but i find this rather innocent and honestly i feel like music is the one of the most intense ways for me it's music and smell 
Mm-hmm. You know, when I smell something that smells like an X, it's like, whoosh, it just oh, takes yeah. you right back. And certain lyrics, certain songs. Mm-hmm. I feel like all my past relationships basically have a mixtape. Of course. And those songs always belong to those exes or those relationships. Not necessarily the person, but just they encompass what that was, what you shared. And there's nothing wrong. I totally agree with you, by the way. Mm-hmm. I could probably actually create a mixtape for my last like seven girlfriends. Yes. No question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sometimes, and I could be open with you right now, I, there are songs that come on where I start thinking fondly. And you usually think fondly. I mean, God forbid you have a song that comes on that makes you think of horrible things that happen with your ex. I, I, I'd like to think that isn't the case here. But generally, it's a fond remembrance. I, I think, hear the song and I'm like, oh, that, that was a nice time. That was a nice chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm glad I had that. That's yeah. the feeling I have. I don't be like, oh, man, I really missed out on that. I wish I could, you know, have that one back. It's never like that for me. Yeah. But for me, it's a fond. It's like, oh, it's like a melancholy, almost like a loss, like a chapter that's gone that was nice and meaningful. And it's now in the past. And now suddenly it's come back for a little, uh, just a, like a, a moose bouche if you will. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Nostalgia is a really powerful feeling or emotion. Is it an emotion? I think nostalgia is a thing, but it's a powerful experience. It is. And I just, I truly think it's one of life's greatest pleasures that is not food related (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know other than food and sex and travel you were mentioning that you were quite hungry before we started this podcast not good to go into a podcast with an empty stomach yeah yeah make a lot of food references (laughs) Uh uh-oh but yeah i think that nostalgia is really a sweet thing Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily think too much stock should be placed in it. Yeah, I think she's putting a little too much weight on this. This is the reason I asked. Yeah. Is this something more? Well, you are writing into a podcast about the experience you're having when you're singing these songs. Yeah. So is it something more? Are you saying like, oh, I'm starting to have second thoughts about my current relationship is trying to look more, you know, on these past relationship, this relationship mm-hmm. with, with more rose colored glasses and more longing. Yeah. That's well, an now issue. that she's married with kids, like she's in a completely different chapter. She's reminiscing it's, about a relationship she had when she right. was 19. I can it's reminisce not, about like a hundred things from when I was 19. Well, it's also not fair. This, this 19 year old, you know, relationship she had, it yeah. has an unbelievably unfair advantage over her current relationship, which is just, which is just like all you remember are the good things. <laughs> Like they were super young, they were full of wonder and yeah. like everything was new and yeah, it's not fair. I agree with you that you tend to re- remember these relationships through rose colored glasses. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that you, you don't remember why you broke up, but oh. there was a reason why you were together in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, this question is kind of tough to answer because we don't, I don't feel like we have all the information and all the information could be just another paragraph being like, I'm really, really happy in my relationship. That's all she needed to say. Yeah. That was the part we were missing. Yeah. That's all we needed to hear. I love my husband. We're super happy. But then this, this case is closed in five seconds. She says, I'm happily married with kids. Okay. That's enough. I mean, it's not exactly the detail that we were looking for, but happily married with kids. Yeah. With kids doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) Like I'm happily married and I own a car, you know, it doesn't really, 
it doesn't it's not relevant I feel like people with kids might take issue with no that. i'm not comparing kids to a car i'm just saying the fact that she has kids has no relevance on the happiness yeah, of her relationship agreed. yes but she said i'm happily married happily so we have is, to the, assume. is the key word in this entire email in my opinion yes anonymous i think you're kind of overthinking this mm-hmm. i don't think you need to share every little detail every thought you have with your partner no you should not yeah. you should not and, share and we're this. the fact that we can sit next to each other and say this says something yeah i just shared it with you but we talk about this stuff a lot we're like i think our relationship's a little advanced when it comes to this kind of discussion yeah to sharing sordid thoughts and things of exes yeah about yeah. exes that said i don't tell you every little thought that i have just no. as you don't with me and i think that that's healthy honestly yes. i don't think that just because you reminisce or feel nostalgia for a relationship from a long time ago only when you're performing music. You know what it shows. It shows that you indeed are a musician mm-hmm. yes, because exactly. you are sensitive and you you feel emotion. Yes. You, you relate to lyrics that are really meant to evoke these feelings. Yes. That's why music is powerful. It allows her to access things that she doesn't access in her regular life. Yeah. So. And you are really in good company, Anonymous, because we are, I feel like this is just our kind of question. Yeah. We're both pretty musical people and we listen to music all the time. And, and we think about our exes all the time. We think about our exes all the time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like sometimes we'll listen to a song and hear lyrics and be like, wow, this reminds me of that. It reminds me of that. This is just another one of those things. I'm sure you listen to other music, other songs, and hear lyrics that remind you of other relationships, other life experiences. This is just... Can I be honest? Like, I think that the fact that she's even thinking about this and thinks that she's doing something wrong... Yeah, I know what you're going to say. ...means that her relationship is probably... Amazing. Like embarrassingly good. Yeah. Like annoyingly good. Yeah. That's why she's asking the question. Anonymous, take it easy. Yeah. (laughs) Think about your exes while you're playing music, while you're not playing music, while you're taking a walk, while you're having lunch. As long as you are being honest with yourself as that long it's not as, in a longing right, kind right. of way, when the which is a different question. Yeah, longing here and like nostalgia here, bad. <laughs> longing here, nostalgia here, good. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Do you think we answered that one? I think that's, we're done. I, it's a sweet question. I'd like to hear, see one of her videos. So if she, yes, if she anonymously would like to share a link, we would love to see one of the songs that brings back memories of uh, your, your ex. Yes. Agreed. And you can even have a picture of your ex too in the email so we can really get <laughs> the whole experience. All right, anonymous. I don't feel like we need to wish you luck. I think no. that you're doing nothing you're wrong. Good. Stop and, being yeah, silly. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> This next question is from M. E-M or the letter M? The letter M. A lot of anonymi lately. Yeah. Hi, Shandy. Thank you for all the hard work that you put into your podcast. I'm an avid listener and I love your Q&As and the care that you both give to answering listeners' questions. Charlene, I followed your Bachelor recaps on All the Pretty Pandas for many years and I'm thrilled that I get to continue listening to your thoughts and insights in this form. Thank you, M. I Thank love a panda. Thank you, M. <laughs> you conspicuously mm. yeah, unmentioned. Second class citizen over here. <laughs> if you have time, I would love to get Shandy's take on my current predicament. I have been in a complicated situation with this guy since the end of last year. We are both 33. In fact, exactly the same age because we both came whizzing out of our moms on the same day. Wow. 
We met on a dating app and soon were spending a few nights a week together and riding out the pandemic. Neither of us like how Hu- I almost called it Houston. Houston. Neither of us like Houston, but we often found ourselves laughing about how we could just be having the best time on a lame suburban date in a car eating McDonald's in an empty strip mall parking lot. Oh. That says a lot. Yeah. Oh my God, there's a sunset happening right now. Oh wow, it's, it's a nice, so pretty. It's a nice light. A month or two along, he revealed that he was thinking about moving to Austin, at one point telling me that it would be a fuck fest. Sometimes, <laughs> Wait, what? I, he apparently told her that he was... He was going there, I have to fuck everybody? There's not enough context, but at one point he told her that it would be a fuck fest. For but him? I, yeah, but I also feel like fuck fest, could that ever not be sexual? I feel like that's maybe the most inappropriate thing you could tell <laughs> your girlfriend on earth. Like, I'm leaving to go somewhere, was it a fuck fest? But I don't think it's... I don't think that they were boyfriend and... I'm not saying it's any better, but... I'm not getting a we were boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, so they were just, they were having a casual thing. She said, we met on a dating app and soon we were spending a few nights a week together riding out the pandemic. That's a lot of nights a week to be having a casual thing. I mean, any more than one night a week. I mean, I can only assume that if he told her it would be a fuck fest that he felt that this was a casual relationship. I'm curious to where this goes, but that sounds extremely inappropriate to say to your, your, even your very serious casual relationship. We have a ways to go, so just just sit on that. I'm getting too excited. (laughs) Sometime later, he said he was committing to the move and ended things with me. But then he came back and said he'd instantly regretted it and asked me to be his girlfriend. There you go. Interesting progression. Interesting. At that time, the switch was jarring, so I told him I needed to mull it over. I let that time drag on with him intermittently saying that he'd love it if we got serious. Finally, around February, he pushed for us to decide what direction we were going in, and I told him we should give it a try. To my surprise, he responded that he didn't want to. What? He gave me a plethora of strange reasons. Not being able to share a glass of wine with me. I'm allergic. My not climbing the career ladder in a traditional way. I'm hacking things together as a freelance journalist. My apparent disinterest. One time he asked me what kind of business we could start together and on and on. In any case, I had no choice but friendship. I don't know. I feel like Uh, another choice would have been just no friendship. Yeah. yeah, The other choice is to tell this guy to lose your number. Uh, Right. Or am I missing something here? Let's keep going. Okay. Since then, we've grown super close, and for months he's asked me nightly to get on Zoom for hours, doing crosswords or co-working. I visited him a few times in Austin, friends with benefits while I'm there, and he introduced me to his closest friends. But the thing that I couldn't stand was when he frequently crossed the line of friendship. For example, he'd call me lover or muse about what our children would look like. Each time I shut it down and told him how hurtful it is since he dumped me. It felt horrible feeling like he wanted to play house with me, but refused to commit. He'd always apologize and claimed he'd stop. Recently, when it happened again, I told him we might need to stop talking. He called me two days later saying he had a proposal. He said he considered asking me to be his girlfriend, but instead suggested that I move in with him for six weeks after I come back from an upcoming vacation. He said after that, we could make a decision whether we wanted to be exclusive. Uh, so it's both very practical and psychotic. <laughs> Obviously, I said that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. Okay, thank you. I like this girl. Yeah, Emma's great. 
I told him that if after all this time he needed to put me on a trial period that was clearly constructed to give him an escape valve and he couldn't decide at that exact moment if he wanted to be with me, then that was the answer. He said I was right. Then two days later, he came back and modified the proposal, suggesting that we'd be exclusive but still do a six-week trial of living together. I told him to go F himself. Nice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I was just about to say that. Took the words out of my mouth. I told him to go F himself, and he finally proposed exclusivity and an indefinite move-in. But she should tell him to go F himself every day. This guy's like... She'll have a ring on her finger he's like a He's like bargaining. He's absurd. He wa- this he's is, trying to get away with as much as he well, can. He, he's a classic wanting his cake and eating it too, which is what we, we now understand what that means exactly. Okay. Two more paragraphs, yeah, and then we're, we're going to dive in. He claims that all this confusion has come from his work life and has been trying to understand himself. He was highly involved and busy with his community and has started several nonprofits. When the pandemic changed his circumstances, all that fell away. Does that sound like a fake excuse? He apologized and said all the reasons he's given me for not wanting to be with me were just an insensitive word vomit. He assured me this time that he was certain that he wanted to be with me, loved me, and could, to use cringy bachelor language, see a future with me. Mm. I don't know what to do. I've built a pretty badass castle to protect myself from having feelings for him, but I think I could be open with time. Our time together is so effortless that I easily could have seen us growing old together. But right now I don't feel excitement, only neutrality or fear. Mm -hmm. I feel like I couldn't possibly say no rather than emphatically saying yes. I'm leaning towards giving it a try, dot, dot, dot. Do you all think that's a big mistake? Is he only doing this because I might slip away and once I commit, he'll become unsure about me again? I'm sorry to have written you a novel, but I've tried to pare it down to relevant info. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sincerely, M. Okay, so I really like her. We're just going to get that She's out of our way. Yeah. Not so Th- sure about him. This is a classic case of just she knows what she, we're going to say, right? M, this guy... You you know you know what to, to look out for, and I feel like you want to believe his excuses about work. BS. Even if it's true, you, it doesn't matter. All of his his whole true. the whole guy, winding explanation and his whole reaction to her pulling back is classic. Just stay away from it. Yeah, he doesn't want to commit. He doesn't want to lose her, and he only ever wants to commit or even. When she tells him to go fuck himself. Yeah, only contemplate commitment when she lays down the law and it is like, no. And then he's like, okay, okay, let's be boyfriend girlfriend. He's a coward. He's a coward. He's not a real man. Stay away. Stay away. He He lost his chance. He doesn't deserve you. And... If maybe, you know, a few months from now, a year from now, two years from now, you, you know, he comes around and grows up, then you can give another shot. But right now... Let him wallow in his mistakes. To, you don't deserve this. Yeah, to me, what needs to happen is a grand gesture from him to prove that it really was just circumstance. Yeah. But so far, there are so many examples of him just not wanting to commit to her. Yes. Just too many examples. What happened was is he had the power and he loved it. He yes. loved having the power to be able to say Oh, here's a contract I've I've thought of, and if you succeed <laughs> after a six month trial period, you may be my girlfriend. That's power that he shouldn't have. Yeah. And what she did is she evened the playing field by telling him to go fuck himself, yeah. which was genius. Six weeks, but you're correct. Yeah, same I, thing. Every single step. Even of the- worse, actually. Even worse. A shorter <laughs> trial period. 
doesn't want to waste too much time. Yeah, there's one red flag after another. The fact that he would casually say that moving to Austin would be a fuck fest suggests that he doesn't see her in a in a way where he is afraid of losing Disrespectful. her. Disrespectful. Yeah. You can be really casual with someone and that's unless you're into that. Unless you're into yeah, telling you're each other. Swingers. Yeah, or unless you're so casual that it's like, "Oh, tell me about that right. person you fucked last week." And that's week. rare. Very, very rare. So there there's first that. The next one, he ended things and then regretted it. Mm-hmm. I just, that's already, that's another red flag. He's a child. Well, yeah. And if he really wants to be with you, he will not lose you because yes. he wants to go have a fuck fest in Austin. And he will believe me, if you don't go and give this a shot, he will be clawing at you for a long time because now you would officially have become the one that got away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the fork in the road where and you have the opportunity it's a rare opportunity. A rare opportunity to go. F- Basically, you completely flipped the power dynamic. He was in charge. He, he was dictating and now completely turning around. It's your choice or you can give it a shot and he'll probably fall right back into the same old behavior. Don't give him a shot. M, I wouldn't. I feel very strongly about this. We're going to continue to go through these red flags because I want her to know. Mm-hmm. I want her to know that we really don't like this. This, this is not a whimsical decision. No, this is this is a pattern of behavior that we've seen many times in these Q and A's and in our lives. Yes, and it doesn't change. Yes, so he regrets it and then asks her to be his girlfriend, and then she's jarred, understandably, and then says, "Let's go for it." And he's like, "Never mind." Unbelievable. Red flag number. That was three. the biggest in my mind. Yes. Oh. Oh, now now I can have it. Oh, I don't want it. Yes, and the reasons. Ugh, this no, not don't even nope, don't even give it the airtime. All I'm all I will say is that the reasons are really no different than his reason about work. Yeah, he's just grasping at whatever he can find. Yes. So the first set of reasons was about her, by the way, which I don't like either. It's like he puts it on her. Right. You can give someone a lifetime of insecurity by being like, oh, I don't like how you've haven't climbed the corporate ladder. Like, I don't like how you've gone about building your career. Who the hell are you to criticize how a freelance journalist builds her career? Unbelievable. Oh my God, I'm getting more and more angry than where we go through this. Like, that's where the first go F yourself should have happened. She, she, she waited too long. Yes. She was generous to become his friend. Mm-hmm. Very generous in my Very. opinion. She's a, she's a good person. You can tell. It shines through. Yeah, it does. And she enjoys his company yeah. and is, I think, a little blinded by how much she enjoys his company. Yeah. Understandably. Also notice there's everyone. not a ton about the sex. No. Like there's not a ton about, I mean, I assume it's good, but to me, there's just not enough working in this guy's favor. Like it has to be like yeah. the best sex of your life to even right. be friends with benefits with this guy. Yeah, I agree. Oh, another one. She goes to Austin and then he calls her lover and muses about what their children will look like. Clearly yeah, enjoying the power dynamic. Yes. Being in control. Enjoying the attention. Knowing torturing that she, her. Yes. After he dumped her. Knowing that he's going to let her go and just go about his, his ways. It's bad either way. Either he knows he's going to do that or he doesn't know he's going to do that and he doesn't know himself. You know what he is? He's not 36 yet. <laughs> he's 33. He's too old for this. Hmm. He is too old for this behavior. And then the trial period shit. Like, are you kidding me? 
you I mean that's the thing you do without saying if you if you want a trial <laughs> period you don't say oh by the way there's a trial period yeah and she's right he was looking for an escape route yeah if he, you're a man or a grown-up let's yeah. call it mm-hmm. or anybody who's an adult yeah you will know in the back of your mind I'm gonna give this a legitimate shot and if it doesn't work out I'm gonna be man enough to say listen I don't I think wrong. this is working yeah. out I don't want to waste any more of your time. Yeah. Let's call it a day. Instead yeah. of being like, well, I have the option at the end of the six month trial period to tell you to hit the road. Yeah, yes. It sounds like a contract. Like if at the end of a six week trial period, you are not completely satisfied. You can return to Houston and we'll cover the shipping expenses. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a disaster. A disaster. It does sound like a fake excuse, M, the work stuff. And... What I hate, there's two things that stand out to me about this email. You know, I always like to like zoom in on a couple of things. The first is I've built a pretty badass castle to protect myself from having feelings for him. Hmm. M, don't do this to yourself anymore. It's not, that's not a nice way to live is, is so shielded in order to maintain a friendship. Is his friendship that valuable? Is the sex that amazing? Mm Mm-hmm. I would wager no on both fronts. Yeah. I would say this. Go about your business for the next three years. Have a good time. Meet a lot of people. Maybe you'll meet the one. Who knows? And if you're not satisfied after three years, when he's 36 and his balls <laughs> have finally dropped, you can check in and see what it's like. But until then, forget about it. The other thing that stands out is... Right now, I don't feel excitement, only neutrality or fear. I feel like I couldn't possibly say no rather than emphatically saying yes. Hmm. M, you can possibly say no. You can. And you should. I feel very strongly about this one. Me too. This guy is playing games with her heart. He had one, two, three, four chances, and he blew them all. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah, good riddance. M, walk away. And I would even say walk away from this friendship because it doesn't sound healthy. Mainly because if she keeps the friendship, she's always going to have a little bit of her heart kind of stuck over there. Well, they've she tried should just the release fr- herself. They've tried the friendship thing and she's tried to lay, like, draw a line in the sand between friendship and non-friendship behavior. Yeah. And he continues to not respect that. Yes. W- why? What's going to change? Yes. It's always going to be there. Yes. There will be someone else out there who also doesn't like Houston, who you can bond with and enjoy McDonald's in a parking lot with. I don't believe that this is a once in a lifetime connection because a once in a lifetime connection, the other party wouldn't treat you so disposably. A once in a lifetime connection wouldn't ever contemplate the thought of doing anything that could end up losing you. Not only losing, but hurting or hurting. It's occurring to me now, not only was he willing to lose her, that he has been willing to hurt her multiple times. Willful torture. Willful torture. Of the heart. The worst kind. The worst kind. Even um, worse than like a thumb Run screw. far, far away. We hope that you hear this in time. It's like really dramatic. She's like running to catch a flight. <laughs> like, and she gets like a call. It's like, hello. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, M. Good luck. Good luck. Make the right choice. Do the right thing. This next question is from A. A what? (laughs) Dear Shandy, 
First, I've been a fan of Charlene's since seeing you on The Bachelor. It's no surprise your podcast is the only relationship podcast I listen to. You and Andy are a joy, all caps. Thank you, A. I'm not sure if you have too many of these already, but I thought I'd contribute to the pot with my burning question. It's a long one. And just so you know, actually, while it's not short, it's nowhere near as long as some of them, (laughs) just so you know. The kind of person who would warn you that it's a long one is someone who doesn't write overly long questions. (laughs) That's actually totally true. It's a hyper awareness of going too long. Yeah. It's so true. I ended a long-term relationship with my live-in boyfriend of seven years in 2019, with whom I still have a great best friend relationship. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Two or three months after ending things, I met someone on an app who was 29, I was 28, in San Francisco. This was the third person I'd dated. I reached out to him first on the app, but he reciprocated quickly over texting and eventually asked me out. On the date, he seemed slightly nervous. We talked about personal values as well as nerdy things over a drink, and I casually mentioned I was close with my ex, which he said he understood. I texted him the night after, and it took him a few days to respond, but I didn't think much of it at the time as I wasn't, and am not the type to get overly excited after one or two dates. We ended up going to a nice dinner later in the week, kissed awkwardly on a park bench, and went back to his place where we continued with conversation and kissing. Much better. (laughs) (laughs) On that night, I also mentioned potentially moving to another city in the country, part of our discussion about life goals. So by the third date, he likely picked up that I was casually dating, perhaps even before I had realized it, and managed to drop it into the conversation with a comment about how he was adamant in his past casual physical relationships that they end if someone developed feelings. Spoiler, I didn't move. Do you need me to reread that? Because I feel like I get it. Okay. We ended up sleeping together in the afternoon, cooked dinner, and spent more time together. Our subsequent three or four dates were similar, either cooking a spontaneous meal or going out to dinner. He mentioned how relaxed he felt with me, how he wanted to be there for me, spontaneously, not incited by anything I said. Sent me a text one morning saying he couldn't stop thinking about me, to which I responded, awesome, followed by a personal joke that was borderline obnoxious. That's almost that's almost the romantic equivalent of like you're welcome. That's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can't stop thinking about you. Awesome. I mean, I I appreciate that. No, I think it's that's good. really funny. It's good. It actually works. I, I it makes me like her a yeah, lot. It's cute. I would have liked to get that text. Yes. Yeah. I would have liked to be the one to yeah. send that text. It was. It's not. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's a very me text to send. Actually. Totally. However, when I said I felt chemistry a couple months later, he balked, and we also had a conversation where I said I wanted to spend more time with him, and he confided that he'd been seeing someone for the week prior and felt a bigger spark with her (sighs) before realizing she was manipulating him. Okay. His point was he didn't feel anything but friendship, and it hurt to hear that. While in person, I made like I understood, and he likely assumed we'd keep things going, I knew I had to set a boundary at that point and ended things the same day via text. Good for her. My major issue in retrospect was having no clue how to date, and it's hard to say I regret it because I was just learning, but I can't seem to finish processing this relationship. Since then, I've dated over a dozen other people, been intimate with one other. None of it feels like that did. Because we did get along so well, he invited me to gatherings with good friends of his since things ended. We've never talked about this, and I wouldn't bring it up because I value our friendship. But I feel stuck in my regret over the relationship for not being more romantic. 
not holding anything back, not being afraid to embarrass myself by being perhaps too sexually forward and frankly, not giving a shit. How do I come to grips over my role in potentially short-circuiting something good? A. Learn from your mistakes and do it right the next time. I want to backtrack a bit, and that's to say, A, you did not short-circuit this. You didn't. She thinks that she played a role in this. This was always going to happen. Whether or not she said she was going to move, whether or not she was dating casually, I really need her to know that. Because she's bearing a lot of the responsibility in this ending, and this was always going to end. He was casually dating someone else while he was dating her and told her he felt a bigger spark with that other person and then realized that she was manipulated. Like, this guy is not serious. He's not looking. Right. And if he is, he, he wasn't looking for her. And that's all she needs to know. Right. This is not your guy. He never was your guy. This is not a situation where had you done something differently, there would have been a different outcome. I think that's really important. A lot of these questions, I feel like, deserve that kind of response, honestly. Because I think a lot of people tend to ruminate about what could have been, what they could have done differently. Honestly, a lot of the time, unless it's like a big, a big thing, like you, you cheat or you well, do move or something happens malicious. where you, you change the course. Maliciously. Yeah, something where you change the course of events. Right. That's different. Yeah. In this case, she was around. They were dating. They're cooking. They're seeing each other all the time. So what if you, at the beginning set a tone of it being casual if he wants to be with you then he will be with you he will not be so he right. will not want it to be casual yeah had she been like i'm i want to get married i'm looking for a relationship that leads to marriage that actually would have ended it sooner because he would have been like oh i don't want that yeah no i think you're right i think this was never going anywhere the only reason this lasted as long as it did is because it was casual the main takeaway here is don't blame yourself for these kind of situations that end. Yes, because you cannot convince someone else how to feel about you, whether intentionally or not. You telling him that you were like you felt differently about dating or how casual you wanted to be. It's not like that flicks some switch in his mind. Like I said, I think that had she expressed wanting a serious relationship up front, this relationship wouldn't have lasted even as long as it did. One night. He, pro- he would have balked a lot sooner. Great word, by the way. I agree. The fact is, is that the, the only reason she got to a place where she could contemplate blaming herself is because she played her cards into his hand well enough for him to stick around. Yes. Don't blame yourself. Yeah, A, you really did nothing wrong in this situation. I know that at this moment, it probably feels like no one else will compare. You're probably comparing all your dates to him and you're just haunted by what you could have or should have done differently. But this was never going to happen, at least not at this time. I agree. Not with this person. And I know that's hard to hear. Maybe it's good to hear. I'm not sure. It's necessary to hear. And it has honestly also nothing to do with, she says, my issue in retrospect was having no clue how to date. Hmm. You don't need to have a clue when the right person comes along. Yeah, thank you. You don't need to know how to date. Mm -hmm. when If it's the right person, you don't need to know how to play the game. Yeah. It's unhealthy if you feel like you do. I agree. And I do think, and I'm not just saying this, I do think that in the next... 12 months, 12 to 18 months, she's going to meet someone 
who's going to make her look back and be like, ah, oh, what was I thinking yeah, about? What I don't was know. I worried about? It might be in one month. It might be in two years. You don't know. It could be tomorrow. It could be. But it's going to happen in the next, I'm calling it, 18 <laughs> months max. 18 months and max. And she's going to look back and be like, oh, I'm, embar- yeah. I'm embarrassed yes. that I was so obsessed about this. Yes. And I'm not, it's not just you. This is not just you. Believe me, yeah. we've had, as you said in your question, we've had a litany of people with a similar situation. Yes. And they, the same goes for all of them. If your heart's in the right place and you're ready to meet somebody, you will eventually meet the person who you don't need to play any games with or have to watch out what you say or strategize. It'll just happen. It'll be easy. Both parties will want it and both parties won't want to lose it. So don't worry. Both parties won't want to lose it. He was so willing to lose her. Well, he did lose her. I mean, he left, he let her go. He was always going to. This situation is sort of universal. Yeah. Everyone's had their heart broken at some point. Everyone has been left wondering what they... Did wrong. What they did wrong. How they could have played their cards differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we can make it feel any better in this moment, but we can say that as people who have been through it, have gotten out on the other side and met other people who we didn't yet know existed, that you will look back on this and... It'll just be that learning experience. And, you know, I'm not saying you'll regret it. You'll be happy you had that. And it'll only make the relationship that is right even more clear. Yeah. That, does that make any sense? That was makes dramatically terrible. It makes 100% sense. Yeah. I, I, from personal experience, I look back sometimes at these ones that got away, like yeah. in, in the moment. Yeah. And I thank God they got away. Yeah. It's and so they were true. wonderful people. I'm not saying like I found out they were like you know, me, serial killers. I just look back and I'm like, that was so not my person. Yeah. But I was obsessed. I was like losing sleep over them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about stuff that like a relationship I can think of that lasted a month, mm-hmm. not even like three weeks. And I was like losing sleep. I'm like, what did I do wrong? How did I do this? I screwed up. Yeah. And I look back, I'm like, thank God I screwed that up. Yeah. I didn't screw it up. It screwed up because it wasn't meant to be. Yes. It was destined. I don't, I mean, we don't really believe in fate or destiny, but it really was over before it even began. And I have one that got away and I, I, I feel the same way. It's like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Cause that would have been a disaster. I mean, like it's a religious thanking. <laughs> like it doesn't go lower than that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A keep your head up. Yeah. That's Don't... exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say chin. Oh, but I wanted both to go say up. chin. Oh. I wanted to say chin, but then I was, I had already begun the sentence. I said, I had said keep already. And I was like, keep your go, chin you up. Can, you, you know what you can do? You can <laughs> go ahead. Start over. Say, say what you wanted to say. Chin up. And onwards and upwards. Mm-hmm. Don't think about what you could have done differently here. Because honestly, it would not have made a difference. I can say that with 100% certainty. I can. I put my seal of approval on your 100% certainty. <laughs> it's a back. It's a, I'm the supervisor stamping yes. your, your seal of approval. Wait, why are you the supervisor? Maybe I'm the supervisor. I'm not saying I'm above you. I'm parallel. <laughs> it's a parallel position. Okay, it we, gets we doubly... We both do quality control. <laughs> okay. I'm just another department. Okay, so double seal. If we were to go back to our thumbs... Oh, yeah, we, we dropped yeah, the thumbs. Yeah, we dropped thumbs. I don't know what happened there. Four thumbs up on, on nev- moving forward and forgetting about this. Yeah, and also that you never did anything wrong. So That's right. thumbs down thumbs on having down done on anything wrong. thinking you did something wrong and living in the past. <laughs> yes. All right, A, good luck. All right, this next one's tricky. Uh-oh. 
but I think we can take it. We can handle it. Is, is it a curveball? No, I just think it's a little sensitive. So it's a, it's a hard fastball. <laughs> yes. Inside, inside and tight, as they say. So this question is from C, the letter C. A lot of initials today. Yeah. Dear Shandy, first off, I would like to say I thoroughly enjoy listening to your podcast. I find myself nodding and shouting a lot of amens in agreeance uh-huh. to your viewpoints and commentary to all the topics that you both have tackled thus far. I am curious to know your viewpoints on dating men and women who have children from previous relationships. Mm. Am I crazy or too picky in my desire to not want to date men who already have children? I am 38 years old and have been single for almost a decade. I was in two serious relationships, about four years apiece, and one on and off relationship for about a year. I have met and dated many men during this time, and unfortunately, there has not been much success in establishing anything concrete. Recently, I had a friend suggest I get together with one of his friends as he felt that I would be a great match. I had learned he was just getting out of a second marriage, oof, and also had a 10-year-old son. I kindly declined voicing my concerns and, alas, got the I think you may be too picky comment. Mm. I have spoken to at least another couple of friends regarding this event. I was told that at my age, I will most likely not meet a man who doesn't have children and that I need to be more open to accepting the ones who do. If I don't, I will be alone forever. Oh, wow. Upon hearing this, I became quite irate because I felt like I wasn't being understood and that I was being told to settle. I don't desire to have any children and I enjoy the freedoms that I do have. I want to build a life with someone who not only does not want to have children, but is also childless. My own purpose and fulfillment stems from other aspects of life. I love using my talents and skill sets to help and inspire others for the greater good. For me, this is more than enough. My own personal reasoning for not wanting to date men with children is not because I hate children. I love children, but I am fully aware that priorities are much different when children are involved. Children will always be first, no matter what circumstance. This may sound unpleasant. However, I do not want to come second to any child in any relationship. She sounds Mm. like me on The Bachelor. Yeah. (laughs) I have not had the best experiences dealing with men who do have kids, and being someone who has also grown up within a blended family, it has always been a complete and utter nightmare. Mm. There has also been plenty of favoritism, jealousy, judgments, criticisms, resentments, and arguments. My own mental health and state of well-being had suffered greatly, so much so that I had to cut off a few people in order to find peace and healing. Needless to say, this is not a life nor situation I want to involve myself again in the future. In conclusion, I'm hoping we can open up some sort of dialogue in regards to dating people with children. Curious to have your take on the situation. Thank you in advance for your thoughts and perspectives. C. So it's a great question. It is a great. And and like I said, sensitive. Sensitive. Because no one is going to come into this without their subjective. Yeah, Yeah. Everyone has their viewpoint. They might come from a really healthy, loving, blended family. They might have kids. You know, there's just no one can be objective in this. And right. and I think that that's important that we get that out of the way before we attempt to answer this question, because anyone listening who may disagree with our perspectives on this has their opinion for sure. that reason. And, yes. and we have ours for our reasons, you know. So I just think it's important that no matter what is said here regarding this answer, that we all have an open mind because everyone is different 
and everyone's needs in a relationship are different. I agree with this question. However, if she had asked this question, if if point blank, just like I'm a 38 year old woman, I don't want to date men with kids. What do I do? Like then it then it's a tough one. That's really there's a lot of qualifications. There's a lot of what ifs and Mm -hmm. stuff that we don't know. Yeah. But she said something that's very important. Yeah. She said she doesn't want to have kids. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. She gave us that information. Yes. So now the the answer for me is, is a lot easier. Yes. I compl- We think the same. It's so true. That's why we're Shandy. <laughs> we are Instead the, of Charlene. We are the same. <laughs> no, it's true. It's a really well-written email. Yeah, extremely well-written and yeah. thorough. And all the detail we needed was there. Yes. My answer succinctly is she needs to find a man who does not have kids and does not want kids, mm-hmm. period. And they exist. And they exist. She may have to date a man who's significantly younger. She may have to date a man who's significantly older. Yeah. Either way, she needs to find that guy. No exceptions. This isn't a gray area. Yes. If she had just said, I don't really like dating guys with kids, I would say, you know what? Maybe you don't know. You know Give it a shot. You know what it is. You know what I'm going to say. Specificity. No, it's a need. Not a want. It's not a want. It's a need. Yes. But, and because I completely agree with you, she needs someone who does not have kids, not only doesn't have kids, but does not want kids. Child free by choice, as yes. they say. <laughs> but I think it's really important to be brutally honest about options mm-hmm. when you're 38 yeah. and a lot of people have gotten married and maybe are divorced or are just at a different stage in life where they're not necessarily How involved. In- there's two there's two wrinkles in this question always for me. OK, it's number one is. How involved is the person you're dating, whether it be a man or a woman, with their kids? No, but she doesn't want a person with kids. No, no, no. But what I, but I but I see what you're saying. But okay. But even if they're not that involved, she doesn't want someone who has kids. Like I don't think that that needs to be negotiated no, by I'm, I'm, how involved they are in their kids' life. Do you know no, what I'm saying? No, what I'm saying is for the question for because other people are going to be like I have that same question, but I may want to have kids. Like, I'm just oh, answering for the other a, people. Yeah, but that's a totally different question with it, its the, own, like, half hour long answer, in my opinion. Right, but then it gets down to, like, is it about him having the experience yes. that you now can have as a couple, as yes, a new which, experience? Yes, which, by the way, I relate to. I Maybe mean, we'll wait. I that. was, Yeah, I feel like we need to put a pin in that Let's, one. And you guys let us know if you want us to go there. But I really feel like I want to answer this question. I agree. And just to be extra clear. Yes. The reason we're giving our answer the way we're giving it is because she said she does not want to have children. And has her reasons. And has good reasons. Yes. Period. And what was the other thing you were going to say? The thing I was going to say was if she had not said that, then you have to weigh two issues. One is how involved is the person with their kids and how much is it going to impact your life? And two is the reason you don't want to be with someone with kids because you want to have that new experience with somebody for the first time. Which, by the way, is also valid. Yes. I mean, this is now tying all the way back to my time on The Bachelor. I had an issue with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't... I wanted that if I did have children one day for that to be a first experience that we shared. And I know that... I know that's not a need. That Mm -hmm. was a want. Mm -hmm. But a crucial difference is I was 29... And I think that when you are looking, when you're a decade older than 29, and I don't say this in like some ageist way, like I'm far closer to your age 
A than I was at my bachelor age. Mm -hmm. I think that things do have to give simply because there are fewer options to go around because people live their lives, they meet partners, they get married, they get divorced, they have children, maybe they don't have children. But for me, what stands out to me about this email is when she said oof to this guy having been going through his second divorce. Yeah. If a guy's been through due to two divorces and does not have kids, is is that okay? Because it needs to be. And and I'm I'm being brutally honest about this just because people live their lives, they have their experiences, they make mistakes. And you're asking for for something very specific to want a man who's in the right age range. That's another thing I would love to know is her age range. Mm-hmm. To want someone in a specific age range who has such a squeaky clean history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You might have to accept a couple of dings. That's what I'm saying. So the needs column is very clear here. You need someone who not only does not have kids, but doesn't want kids. And that is you do that. You do you like go go for it. So we're just going to get that out of the way. So that that aside. But a I really think that I hope that you are being realistic with yourself about those other things, the wants, the mm-hmm. things in the wants category. Very good point. Does the guy have to be never married or only divorced once or have whatever? A six pack. Does he need to have a six pack? Does he need to make a six-figure salary? Does he need to have all his hair? Does he need to be taller than you when you're wearing heels? These are things that don't matter. The kids thing, we're all for it. You know, that's your need. You do it. But I I think that if you have been having such a hard time finding someone who fits this profile, she said she's been single for a decade. Mm -hmm. I would guess i would take a wild guess and think that she might be a little too limiting when it comes to her wants i i couldn't agree more and i think one of the nets that she needs to widen Mm -hmm. and i ordinarily wouldn't give this advice on the downside Mm -hmm. but in this case i think the age net should be widened dramatically from whatever it is now unless you're already oh you know unless you already have a wide net then i apologize Mm -hmm. but i suspect you don't but if she's 38 and won't date anyone over 42 that kind of thing i agree or date anyone under 36 yeah or even under 38 it's possible that she'll only date older men which i respect ordinarily but in this case it may not work yeah in this case i just really feel that because it is such a specific need Mm -hmm. you know we live in a society where having kids and having a family you know that sort of traditional family with kids Mm -hmm. is the norm yeah you know it's becoming more and more common now to be child free by choice but I don't think it's yet at the place where that's a given and where half of your candidates are going to be like, yeah, I also don't want kids. Right. Especially at her age. She's, it's a generational thing. Like she's in the generation where having kids was a given. Yes. She's not a millennial. That is huge. Yeah. It's so true. That's a really good point. She's from, she's in an age range where a lot of the guys her age or older would have just started having kids in their 30s. Yeah. Not all of them. And certainly that's way more progressive than even a generation older. So I don't want to make it sound like she has no options. I just, I think it's really important that you keep your blinders off in the other categories and prioritize this one, this need that is quite specific. Mm. 
And I wouldn't hesitate to put that on whatever dating site or sites that you're on to say that exact need. Oh, you think so? You may say, oh, that'll scare a lot of people away, but it will scare the right people away. I mean, I think that needs to be addressed because otherwise you're going to have to get into that in the first, you know, 20 minutes of every date. And then suddenly guys are like, well, why didn't you tell me that? Like I have kids or I want to really want to have kids. So what's the point of this? Yeah. No, that's a good point, actually. It's different than when we had Haley on and we talked about the drinking thing. That's different. That is different. You can massage that in the date and Mm -hmm. explain. That's a good thing to talk about in person. Yeah. But the, the no kids thing is a deal breaker right out of the gate. There's no gray area. Yeah. There's no nuance. She's not going to change her mind. And she wants someone who feels similarly. Someone who isn't like, oh, I'm yeah. kind of on the fence. No, it's got to be clear, like, black and white. Convince me why you don't want to have kids. Maybe I can right. be convinced. You like, can, no one feels that yeah, way about Over, kids. like, chicken tenders <laughs> and, like, a couple of, you know, vodka sodas. No, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think she should step the first foot forward in the dating sites, like, no kids in any situation whatsoever. Yeah. I don't really want children, and I, I don't want to be with someone who has children. Yeah. You, you could probably say it more poetically than that. Yeah. But if you don't lead with that, you're just going to keep having these dates where this comes up, mm-hmm. especially in the age category. Or she'll be set category. up on dates where she's accused of being too picky by her friends. And here's the thing. We understand where their friends are coming from. They're right, but in this situation, they're wrong. Well, they're right about one thing, which is that she could be being too picky, but I actually think the thing that they might be accusing her of being too picky about right. is not correct. Yeah, if they're her friend, they should know what her needs are, and her needs are to not want to have kids and to not be with a guy with kids. Yes. So they're wrong about telling her she's being too picky about, about that. that. But yes. if she's being too picky about the other things we discussed, yes. you know, the six pack yeah, and the, yeah. you know, $20 million income, then they're right. <laughs> yes. And I want to stress again, because I can sense backlash for this answer. And this will be my disclaimer. And as you said earlier, this is an answer specifically for this question 100% it's a very clear-cut question she has all her reasons why she never wants kids Mm -hmm. that's huge because again as a disclaimer we know people who have kids who have gone divorced and are now dating with their children you know in the mix and it's complicated I understand that it can be really difficult for single parents to date and so I'm not trying to sound like we're like oh yeah they're off limits. That's they're excluded. Oh, not, like they're not an appealing candidate. That's not what no, we're saying. No, this is at all. bespoke advice for A. Yes. And anyone exactly like A. Yes. And for anyone out there who is sort of on the fence, I said we wouldn't go there, but just so it's slightly uh, there. A little teaser. A good example is my voice teacher. She never had her own kids. Her husband had a kid from a previous relationship. And she loves that child and now has a grandchild and is just like she gets to be a mother through that relationship. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. she, it's it's one of her greatest joys in her life. And I really think the blended family thing can be one of the most beautiful, I beautiful experiences couldn't agree more. for I have people. A, a friend of mine has four kids <laughs> that aren't his. And a wife he's divorced from who he hates and she hates him. It's horrible. It's a disaster. Wow. And he loves the kids. Yeah. He loves them. And he, and, he, and he works. He gets up in the morning for those kids. Yeah. So it can totally work. Yes. The people who are on the market who have kids, they're single parents, they can make wonderful, wonderful partners. In fact, I, you could make an argument that it shows that they are not commitment phobic. 
and that they are family people and family oriented. Yeah, they yeah. often exhibit a lot of really favorable traits when it comes to relationships. Yes. So you're you're you have made a full full disclaimer. disclaimer. <laughs> I mean that is a that's like that's like reading like the Apple disclaimer <laughs> when you sign when you buy a the new fine app. Fine print that no one yeah, reads. It's like the seventy eight pages that's talking about taking your left kidney. Yeah. I, you know when you have a podcast you just start covering your bases. Because if yeah. you forget to say something, oh, people man, come after get... you. But also there are some people who who stop listening. They like listen 15 minutes in then they stop and they don't hear the part where we give the disclaimer yeah, well, so now, they just judge before listening yeah well the disclaimer is here yeah. and if anyone misses it it's just because they didn't listen long enough yeah but again this is bespoke advice for a for a a i hope this helped and we're not saying that you're not too picky just for the record no. so i implore you to maybe look inward and take responsibility I don't know if she has been looking for that full 10 years of, of singledom or maybe she was just enjoying being single. To me, that matters, actually. Has she been looking? Because if she's been actively looking for 10 years in a single, you are the common denominator yeah. in that equation. Yeah. You are. And so I, I say this with love. I'm not trying to like pick apart your what you're looking for in a partner, but... Your friends are not necessarily wrong about you being too picky. They are just wrong about you being too picky about not wanting someone yes. with kids. And, and and by the way, not to just not to open up another hornet's <laughs> nest of conversation, but you also don't have to have a husband or a partner. Just There's saying. That too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to have kids. You don't have to have a partner with kids. You don't have to have a partner. You can be on your own and have a great life. That was like a meta disclaimer. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm covering all our bases. All bases are We being have covered no in. legal issues here. Yeah, but I completely agree. And we have several friends of all ages who are single, happily single, and that's the way it is. Yes. And they're happy clams. So we're Absolutely. not saying that if you've been single for 10 years, that that's some like, oh God, we're so like, we live in fear now. We need so well, many disclaimers. No, it's all fear, but also it's true. Shandy is happy if you are happy. <laughs> Whatever form that happiness takes. Yes. All right. Do you think we answered this one? Definitely. All right. A, I hope that helped. You are not wrong in your need. But I do implore you to really, I feel like she's a good candidate for someone who needs to make a column, two columns yes. of needs and wants. We talk yeah. about this a lot, but we don't talk about it with some questions and we do with others. In your case, A, I think you are a strong needs versus wants candidate. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would, I would visit that or revisit it if you haven't in a while. And feel free to send us a photo of your needs and wants journal <laughs> and we could further dissect your situation. <laughs> All right, A, hope this helped and good luck. This next question is from Laura. Wow. A name. A name. A name. A common name. She probably common, did that yeah, knowingly. Right. Yeah. Her name. You was... don't often get a Sarah signing as yeah. S. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually you don't get people with the first letter in their name X. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Shandy, I am a new listener to your podcast and would just like to note that it is the first podcast I've ever listened to that doesn't immediately send me into a snooze fest. Wow. Thanks, Laura. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> it is, I mean, actually. That's, that's the absence of a compliment in the most complimentary way. Basically saying that all podcasts are terrible, no, yeah, but ours is yeah. the least terrible. Yes. Which I will, I actually find that more flattering. Oh, yeah. Because you, if someone's like, oh, I love podcasts and yours is my favorite. Okay, that's great. But I'd much rather you hate podcasts yes. and tolerate and, ours. And dislike ours the least. Yes. Yes. 
I don't know if this goes against any of the Dear Shandy rules, but my concern is actually about a relationship my friend is in. Uh Here goes. We are 24 years old, and my friend started dating a new guy around November of 2020. He is 26. I've never met the guy, but sometimes when she tells me about him, I can't help but think she deserves better. Here are some examples of his questionable behavior. One. Her and another friend of mine took a road trip from Northern California to Southern California to visit me about a month into their relationship. And the other friend and I were frequently annoyed by how clingy he was being while she was away. It was only a three to four day visit and he expressed a desire that she call him multiple times while gone and was sad that she was going to visit. She also spent a lot of the time on her phone texting him. As someone who is also in a relationship, I understand wanting to talk to your partner while away, but I also know that it's rude to be glued to my phone when in the presence of my gal pals. Two, she has expressed multiple times that she feels she doesn't get enough attention from him. They hang out once a week on the weekends, but she says he is often focused on work during this time. At one point, she asked that he be more present, and he said something along the lines of, do you want nice things? Then I need to focus on work. Oh, snap. (laughs) Might I add that he works for a startup and doesn't get paid a salary or hourly. He only gets a stipend for his rent. So I'm a little unsure what nice things he's planning on buying her. (laughs) (laughs) Milk, eggs, bread, and running water. That is such a snarky remark. <laughs> yeah, that was good. She, she came oh, right. Oh, Laura, the shade, the shade. She outsnarked him. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was good. I mean, his remark was snarky, and hers is like Just doubles like, down on the snark. It was a knockout. Yeah. The fight was stopped. Uh-huh. We recently were out to lunch when she got a text from him saying that he had just interviewed for a job where he said he would be able to move to Austin, Texas for it. Oh, here we go. Austin again. <laughs> Source of much troubles. However, she starts grad school in the fall in California. During lunch, she understandably got sad that he was okay with moving halfway across the country without asking for her input. Also, he was not supportive of her going to grad school two hours away from him, so I find it a bit hypocritical that he did this. Anyways, I guess my question is, at what point, if ever, is it okay to tell your friend that you think her boyfriend's a loser? (laughs) I like the way she poses that question as if that's a standard protocol. I guess it's okay to tell your friend that your boyfriend's a loser after six weeks. It's so true. Like it's a given. It's just a matter of when. Very interesting. She did say if ever. At one point, if ever. But that was pretty great. I've been holding my tongue thus far, but I'm starting to wonder if I should say something. Thank you so much, Laura. (laughs) She's using her name because it's not her. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you her name is not Laura. Yeah, there's a degree of separation Yeah, or none of her friends listen to Dear Shandy. That's true. They're lost. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's the least uh, hateable podcast out there. The least snooze-festy podcast podcast out there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So so he's heading to the Fuck Fest of Austin. (laughs) That's always exciting. Yes, very. But in all seriousness, the, there there is limited horror in <laughs> in my reaction to these these I three agree. things. I agree, and a crucial detail here. Do you know what I'm going to say? How long they've been dating? No, something else. Do you want to try guessing? Uh, that's missing. You're saying no. That she said that I think is really important. 
I don't. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. She hasn't met the guy. Ah, yes. She hasn't met the guy. A lot of guy. presumptions. A lot of presumptions. And, you know, the early stages of dating, it is annoying when your friend is like I, missing I, their boyfriend on their phone all the time with the boyfriend. The boyfriend is like, oh, don't leave. Yeah, I don't want I, you to bubble. There's enough like weird little things here, but it's also an early relationship. You haven't met the guy. It's too soon to even fathom saying something, in my opinion. I got to be honest. I think there's a reason why Laura wrote in to Dear Shandy. I think Laura is the one who may need the Dear Shandy advice. What? I think Laura needs to set aside her potential jealousy of this new relationship and allow it to take its course. Oh, interesting. Oh, you're comparing her to the friend in the last Q&A who was meddling I think, in her, friendship's new, I her, think her friend's new relationship. The reason I say this is because, first of all, I have been that guy who's like with my friend and I just met a new girl mm-hmm. probably with you this yeah. happened and I'm sitting there texting he's like come on dude what the fuck let's hang out you know I'm like oh hold on just the last text and then meanwhile he's talking I'm like you know over here <laughs> text, I'm like yeah yeah okay yeah and you know you're being annoying I know I'm being annoying but it yeah. has to be done you're it's exciting it's a once in a lifetime thing to be at that stage relationship it sometimes is. people I'm have glad to you're suffer. saying that I'm glad you're saying that it is a once in a lifetime thing yeah. It, it passes too quickly, that courting period where you just long for each other so much, even if the guy is shitty. Yes. And and especially you pointed out that she hasn't met him yet. Maybe she would fall in love with him and be like, oh, I totally get it. Text all you want while we're hanging I out. I get the feeling Laura would never say that. My My feeling, and I will reiterate, is that Laura is the one potentially with the issue. And I don't say that disparagingly. I think you have an issue that many, many, many people have is that your good friend gets too involved too fast. And when I say too, I mean for you, not for them. It may be right. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's not right. Either way, it doesn't matter. For you, it's too much. And you feel that you're losing your friend or you feel, you know, a jealousy of this newfound relationship. I respect your take, but I don't totally agree just because she did provide multiple examples of questionable behavior. Well, let's break down the, 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 yeah. there was three, there were three, correct? There were three things. I didn't think they were all terrible. The first one was she and their other mutual friend were annoyed by how clingy he seemed to be while the friend was and away from the guy. That's, we addressed this. this yeah, this like, is come not on. The end it's of the an world. early stage relationship. Like, when we were first together it's, and I had to go to Germany, it was like, oh, oh God. Like, I mean, it's just so I can, horrible. I can only imagine how annoyed my friends were. Oh, I think my friends for the first entire year of our relationship were like vomiting behind oh, my yeah. back. I honestly think a couple of friends didn't even like me, not because of anything about me, but because of how annoying we were together. <laughs> or not together. Or not together. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the, those early stages, you just, it's like license. a drug. And like you said, it's a once in a lifetime experience, or maybe not once in a lifetime, but it's it's something that's so rare and it's so precious that pain is so fleeting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you shouldn't take that away from someone else. Yeah. Just let it go. Number one, we're, we're axing. Yeah. Number two. She has expressed multiple times that she feels she doesn't get enough attention from him. And then he responds with, 
do you want nice things? Then I need to focus on work. I don't love that reply. I don't love it. But, but it is also. But does it make him a bad person? We don't know. The context is. Yes, there's not enough context. Also, she doesn't have verbatim what he said. It said he said something along the lines of. Yeah, it's. It's just not enough, not enough evidence. It's not great. No. But it's like, come on, you're putting the guy under a microscope. You know, yeah. what about the other good things? What about the 99 good things? Yeah, to this the one reasons bad why she's thing? with him in the first place. And also, her expressing multiple times that she feels she doesn't get enough attention from him. She could also just be really, really demanding. Needy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it necessarily makes him terrible. You don't know. There's not enough context. Not enough And again, context. this is all hearsay to some degree. It's third it party. Is. It is. That's yeah. important yeah. To, to mention. So we don't know. Because based on this, he sounds awful. But I don't think there's enough. There's not enough. We're only hearing these bad things. What about all the good things? What about the reasons why she's actually so head over heels? Yeah. And I think there's a lot more nuance to even what the bad things are. Absolutely. These are nuanced bad things. Yes. Taken out of context. Yes. Okay. Number three, we recently were out to lunch when she got a text from him saying that he had interviewed for a job in Austin. And apparently he had given her a hard time about starting grad school two hours away from him and sh- and so it's hypocritical that he applied for a job in Austin without even running it past her. That might be the most that's, valid. That's the most valid one, especially since they were with her when she got that text. So at least yeah. this is not completely this hearsay. Yeah. yeah. But I all, it's not like I want to defend this guy. Like I actually did not go into this answer intending to defend him at all. No. But you know, when you apply for jobs, you're kind of just, you don't necessarily know if it's going to go anywhere. It's all just chance until it actually becomes something right i agree it's just an opera a potential a potential opportunity that's that's big it's not even an opportunity yet and the friend says that he was not supportive of her going to grad school two hours away from him it's gonna sound like we're defending him i just i don't know if i fully believe that in it's just as as a fact again i believe there there is further explanation for yeah. all of this stuff. I also get the vibe that the friend, so Laura's friend, the one dating the guy, is the type of friend who complains about her partner to her friend. I mean, I alluded to that earlier. Although oh, them being Laura. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I got you. And that's important because I actually, the more I think about this, I don't think Laura's the bad guy here. No. I think the friend, and I know people like this, she by the way. She says too much. She complains well, she says, too much. She complains too much. It sounds like she complains to the boyfriend. She complains to her friends. I wonder if he's actually that bad, if he actually guilt-tripped her that much about going to grad school, if he actually said what he said about the money thing. She's getting most of this from the friend, right? She's never met the guy. And we all have that friend who just, who all they want to do is bitch and moan about their partner. Yes. We all have them. And in Laura's defense, if one of my friends started bitching to me about a new relationship. Yeah, you would be like. Which, by the way, recently happened. Yes. In the first couple months. Yeah. I'd be like. This doesn't sound good. Yeah. Like you should not be complaining until at least six months in. <laughs> yeah. So actually, the more I think about it, Laura, I, I don't know if you're doing anything wrong here. I think your friend. Here's the thing. And we'll, we can't possibly know this from this email. I would be curious to know if the friend has a history of bitching and moaning yeah. about her boyfriends. Yeah. 
I bet you it's a pattern. It is a pattern. But but Laura did to on her on her tally, <laughs> on, her, on her report card, yeah. is Over-involved. not being happy about the 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 amount of texting and communication when they were hanging out. So Yeah, that's that's human though. I think a lot of friends tend to feel that way. Yes. And I agree. Honestly, I'm increasingly steering into the direction of not really being a big fan of the friend. <laughs> I don't, I, I say that because I, I, I kind think, of agree. I know what you're saying. Yeah. She sounds kind of annoying. She's, <laughs> she sounds like the kind of friend who, when she goes in a relationship, she's all in, she talks about how much she loves the and guy. And then complains about and it. And then when some, one thing happens, one little crime is committed, the friends all have to hear about it. Yeah. It's amazing how much she knows about this guy in this relationship. I'm talking about Laura now, yeah. considering she's never even met him. I agree. I may maybe Laura is just at her wits' end and had to literally write into a podcast. So she's like, I don't know who else is talking about this. It's interesting to kind of tread into this territory because I do think there is a dynamic among friendships where some people obviously my experience is going to be more so with female friends but where their way of bonding is to is to complain about their partner sure it's like you're not having a good time unless you're talking some kind of shit in the first place so there's that and then the natural thing to do when you reach a certain point of your life when it's no longer just about like friend dynamics is to then complain about your boyfriend fiance husband right i have a couple of friends i'm not as close with them anymore for good reason. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that's a dynamic that exists in friendships. Mm -hmm. And based on this email, I feel like the friend, Laura, your friend is one of those people. Yeah. That's my hunch. We could be way off base. I I have moved to your camp. Okay. Did I, I I brought you. You've made a good case. Yeah. I've lassoed you over. Yeah. Yeah. I increasingly feel that way. Yeah. We backpedal. Laura, we don't think that you are the culprit. In no, this situation. I fully backpedaled. Yeah. I think it's more so. I love that we go on these journeys and these answers. No, you, you convinced me. I was wrong. I, I think <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. We think we think so. I just don't really trust this friend. Just based on the entire email. I think that she's she's not one to keep to herself her little gripes about her new relationship. I guess the question now is, what does Laura do? She was asking for advice. So what does she do? I think her advice kind of goes without saying, Laura, don't say anything. Yeah, I agree. Let this friend make her bed. Yeah. And as we talked about last week, last week's Q&A, because we did talk about a friend being the culprit. And we're not saying you're that person, Laura. But I do think there is something to be said for letting nature take its course. Absolutely. Back away slowly. Yeah. Let her do what she's going to do. Yes. You shouldn't be the one who makes her tip over one side. Yeah. Especially this friend sounds... She sounds a little difficult to me, a little difficult difficult. to the point where if you then got involved by saying your boyfriend sucks, I can see the friend making that dramatic in some way. And that could be by talking to other friends about how you don't like her boyfriend Mm -hmm. or just making a big deal about it in some way. It's just not worth it. Stay away. It's different if they if they're dating for years. She's met him multiple times. He's obviously shitty to the friend. 
then then that's different i it, it, i think she says when is it a good time if ever the, i think there is a time and a place to it's tell not you now it's so not now yeah, but she can say it's not even in the universe no it's now. not even close yeah but, but but what she can do if she'd like and this is totally reasonable is to say hey listen i really want to spend time with you like i, yes. I don't want you to be on your phone the whole time it kind of bums me out yeah it's very simple and, and it comes from a place of love like yeah. i you know you traveled all this way to visit me i think that they were going to visit laura yeah they went to visit her it's like oh we don't get to see each other all the time yeah. like i really want to have this girl time that yeah. comes from a place if you need of time, care like if love. you need time with like take a half hour we'll we'll go hang out do yeah. our thing and you know, just just or have like want... phone time it's like yeah. we're gonna hang out and now let's have a half hour of phone time yeah, there's and nothing, then reconvene. Nothing wrong with her bringing that up. But the other stuff, just stay away. Let nature take its course. I 100% agree with yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Do you think we answered that one? I think we did. We, we came around to it. <laughs> that, not to use the word journey lightly, but that really was, it was a journey. A journey. Yeah. We needed to go on that journey to come to our, I think, our quality answer. I agree. <laughs> All right, Andy. Do you feel good to wrap? I do. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you. Andy, do you want to try doing it today? Um, yes, I would like to try. What do we want people to do to show their support and help us grow? Like us on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, leave comments. Yes. On YouTube, everywhere, Instagram. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Yes, lots of stars. And by good, I mean five stars. Yes. I always question that people give four stars. I respect them. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to do. It is an interesting thing to do. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the point. And uh, tell your friends. Very yes. important. Mm-hmm. Because we, we want to grow. We want more people to listen. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just it's just the same people listening. I love your qualification of each request. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> this is a more long-winded ending than Charlene does it much better. But um, and uh, well, but not only stars on, YouTube, on iTunes, but we also want... Reviews. Yes. Reviews. Like written reviews. Yes, yeah. that's huge. Even if they're short. And you're skipping over a major one. Subscribe yes, on YouTube. Yes, yes. Uh, did I get everything? Oh, tell your friends. I did say that. We, I had a whole discussion about telling your friends. <laughs> Good job. It was okay. You've you, come, it's not very streamlined. But you've come a long way. There was a time where you were just a deer in headlights when I asked yeah, you to do that. Yeah, I would have maybe gotten one. I would just say tell your friends. Well, we're nearing our one year anniversary of Dear Shandy. It's getting there. And it feels apt that a year in, you can like, you can do the closing do remarks what about what we the want. first time, <laughs> yes. easily. All right. On that note, I think that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your incredible questions. Keep yes, them coming. Keep them coming. Keep your questions coming. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.